Hello everyone, my name is Portia, your host for Book Talks and Tequila. While you're here, sip on your favorite tequila or whatever your preferred drink while listening to me talk with the most talented Black independent authors. We'll be discussing their relatable characters and the stories that give them life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to another episode of Book Talks and Tequila. I am Portia, and today our guest is Keith Kareem Williams. We will be talking to him today about the higher learning curve. If you haven't read it, you should, because we got spoilers this episode. So, Keith, tell me how this book came about. I need all the details because I got questions. (laughs) All right. Um, well, the high, norm, when I first, you know, started my writing journey and, you know, putting out books, I would always write, you know, love scenes, but I never really got into like erotica. My, my, my love scenes were pretty, you know, graphic, detailed, so on and so forth, but I never tried to tackle, you know, an erotic novel. It was either a thriller, but you had love scenes, or it was a drama or something urban, but you had love scenes. So the high learning curve, um, how that came about is I actually wrote a short story for an erotic anthology because the publisher, she read some of my books. She liked my love scenes. She said, you ever tried erotic? I was like, no. She, you know, she invited me to write a short story. I said, okay. I wrote the short story. And at that time, it was early on, and I was trying to grow my audience and it wasn't really growing at the rate that I wanted it to. And then, um, after I, you know, she published her book, my short story was in it. I started getting this influx of readers. Like, who's this author? I love that story. It was great. It was, who's this, who's this? So then I, you know, for a little while I said to myself, well, maybe I should write an erotic novel. And so, that's where the idea came from for the higher learning curve. Um, some of the characters are based off of like real people. Cause you know, I always try to, you know, keep my stuff grounded somewhat in reality, even when it's fiction. It helps me um create something that I believe readers would feel, or I hope they'll feel. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much where it came from, how I decided to do it. And then some of the things that happened in the book were sparked from conversations and discussions I had with book clubs, but like me just listening. And I was like, okay, all right. And, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I try to listen. There's like people who ask me, how can, you know, as a male author, how do I write, from, you know, from a woman's perspective? And I said, well, it's, you just have to listen. If you listen and you pay attention and you actually, hear what women are saying you can write from their perspective so that's how come you know that's pretty much where the book was born i'm nervous about your questions because i know what's in the book (laughs) (laughs) nah i just i got i got a lot of questions only because there was so much going on right yeah that i almost felt like i needed like a Priscilla and Charles right prequel and then 
a Marlon and Vicky prequel and then bring it all together. In a sequel. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Like, there was so much I wanted to know. Right. And, like, answered those questions of why these they were like they were right. but it was almost like i needed a complete charles and priscilla backstory especially them yeah especially them because their situation was complicated as fuck <laughs> yeah. and i just wanted to know because you did like you would sprinkle like a little background in there and like she was still pissed off about x y and z but it was just like, give me just, I mean, it didn't have to be It's long. like, how do we get I, here? Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then with Marlon and Vicky, I was like, but how do we get to this place of uncertainty when everything was going fine and everybody was fine where it was? Yeah. Like, I didn't I just wanted more gotcha. to bring it back together because when it got together, I was like, okay, this is what's happening. All right. Right. You know what? Because um, in terms of Marlon, right, sometimes as as in my younger days, because I'm an OG now, OG, triple OG, but there's times when you're <laughs> young, and everything is good. And you, 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 this uncertainty that you feel. And, you know, years later, you look back and you say, well, everything was good with this. So why was I so nervous? Or why didn't I just go all in? And, you know, and, and there's a million different reasons for why you don't. Because I felt the same way because I, I, I you know, I like their relationship, right? Like if I'm found out now, I'm good. Like I'm all the way good. But you know, sometimes you know, when you're younger, you, this uncertainty. And I don't know. I, and and someone taught me recently, this year, as a matter of fact, that um, two causes for a lot of relationships going left, or a lot of things going left, or what shapes a lot of our personalities are two things, and that's fear. And lack, fear or lack, or the combination of both. Yeah. So when I completely right, so when I started to even you know just in life, when I start to look at why people do the things that they do, a lot of times you could trace it back to those two things: fear and lack. And it's a matter of what are they afraid of, or what are they lacking, or what don't they have. So. That is a big part of it. I think he was just afraid to just go all in. Because remember, even even with the scene with his father, he lectured him about that. Yeah. And we're not there yet. But (laughs) (laughs) that exact scene, it was like, yo, let me drop this knowledge on you real quick because what happened in my relationship and this is what you shouldn't do. And then his punk did, did it. <laughs> right, because we don't listen. Look, I get <laughs> it because even as a woman when you're younger, right. you always want, you know, especially 
in Vicky's situation where the way her upbringing was, yeah, you're you're taught a certain way. Like I'm supposed to be the good girl. I'm supposed to find somebody I want to be with and I'm comfortable with and then we're supposed to move that forward and that's the way it's supposed right. to be. When in actuality women are just as capable as having their situationships and their entanglements and doing whatever just feels right to them and letting that be okay. Right. And and I wrote her backstory that way because even with the overall theme of the book I wanted to shake up certain, I guess you would call them like common tropes where I I didn't want to do the erotic novel where, so what I wanted to do was these questions that you have, these are things that I wanted the reader to not only ask me as the author, but also to challenge and question certain things because like, for example, growing up, one thing I learned and I noticed like this dating and all the entanglements and situationships and everything else is that sometimes we raise boys with one ideology. We raise girls with a completely different ideology. And then we are surprised when they start to have adult relationships in this conflict. Mm-hmm. Because we raise them with two different sets of rules. Right. That's never going to work. Right. Right. So you have, you know, a lot of times we don't, you know, like when I raise my son, I have a son and I have a daughter. I raise them the same way, with the same principles, with the same freedoms, with the same ideologies, because I think we do boys a disservice sometimes by what we teach them. And we do the same thing to girls. Right. You know what I mean? So we can't expect there to be harmony when we're teaching them two different sets of rules and then now they have to come interact with each other and all they do is they cause cause each other pain. So um, I wanted to kind of show that like the way she thought and the way she was raised versus how he was raised and so you have that conflict. And and when under any other circumstances they for all intents and purposes, they were good. Like, <laughs> and so that's another little thing I'll do that I know it'll be a little bit like pull your hair out moments. Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, everything is good. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, there was just so much that I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. If we could have gotten a little bit more background. We would have understood why they were both trying to get clarification, which I'm a complete supporter of understanding where you are with someone. Right. So that it's not, you know, up in the air or there isn't a margin for error. Right, right. But I feel like the both of them were pressing Mm -hmm. buttons for each of them that they didn't know were hot spots. Right, right. And that's a that's another thing. And and you know, in relationships I found that too. Like 
a lot of times when you don't know each other well enough, as you should, before right. you really dive in, what right. happens is now you're just walking blindly into a, a, a minefield. Right. Right. And you'll say to yourself, wow, how could, you know, things will go so left. And if you sit down and you think about it, you say, well, I wasn't being toxic, right? It wasn't anything over the top. Or, you know, you'll hear people say, but I didn't do anything, right? But technically, the person might not have done anything in terms of, like, anything that's obvious to anyone even on the outside looking in. But over the course of a relationship, sometimes you set off a whole bunch of landmines and you don't even realize it because you didn't really know the person that you were dealing with. You didn't right. know what they were, what they had been through, what their background was, what triggers they had. And if you, you know, because I've had situations go left, but, you know, the person and I, like, we, you know, she and I continue to be friends or whatever happened. And then as you get to know the person, you start to, the way you should have known them in the first place, right? You start to say to yourself, okay, I could see how when I did this or when I said this, why this went so left. It's because, you know, so, yeah, there's that. Well, yeah, and I mean, when you're in your early 20s and still in college, like, you don't know who you are. Yeah, you're busy being, you're busy being <laughs> selfish, you're busy doing right. what feels good. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way you were raised really takes mm -hmm. a big part in how you react to things because you haven't tried to figure out life for yourself yet. It's right. always, you know, well, this experience happened with my parents or this is what was projected onto me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is the way I'm supposed to be. And I'm right. 20, 21 years old. I mean, you don't know nothing else, even though you think you wouldn't, you know, we know we're invincible and we know everything because at mm. in my 20s, that's, I mean, that's what the decade is for is to fuck up. Mm. But it was just one of those where the relationship, it, it seemed good mm -hmm. and I loved them just being together. Right. But I could also see on both sides right. where they were both kind of getting a little giddy on trying to understand what was happening with their relationship as it was evolving. And I was proud of her to be like, okay, I just, I mean, all I'm trying to do is figure out what it is. Like, I'm right. not change. I'm not saying we need to do anything extra. I just want to know what this is. And that took him down a spiral. But as soon as he saw somebody else in, in her face, it was like, oh, no, nah, fam, like. Yeah, that's, that's how, what how it is. And it's like, <laughs> no, sir. You can't have it both ways. You got to pick right. one or the other. Either you're going to answer this question and be real with yourself and her, or you're going to let her go. And at 21, like you said, you know, you're being selfish. Like, you want your cake and eat it, too, even if he didn't have no, like, he didn't want nobody else. Right. But just to be, for him to be able to articulate mm -hmm. that he just wanted her he couldn't do that. He Just something that simple. Yeah. He couldn't do it. And it was hard for me to write because I'm not that age anymore. Right. So 
I, at first, when I first started writing it, I wrote it differently. And then I was like, but that doesn't feel like a 21-year-old. Right. It, it, it felt like he was older than he was. Right. So then I had to rewind and dust off the memories and say, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to be 21. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I to mean, think you know everything. It was a perfect depiction of what a relationship looks like at that age. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, we've all had them. Yeah. At that point. And he and he got drawn into almost like two parallel parallel situations. Oh no, well, we're not opposite about. spectrums because it's like one other one yet. We're not there yet. All right, yet. <laughs> Don't do it yet. All right, all right. I'll hold my horses. Yes. Because now that we talked about Marlon and Biggie, we have to talk about Priscilla and Charles. And yeah. then we talk to talk about how they how the worlds collided. Right, right. Because Priscilla and Charles, they that was a mess. It was a hot shitty mess. And it I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why it had to be such a mess. It's it's the thing where I don't like with their situation. Okay, because I've I've known people and looked at their relationship, and I, I'm sure we all have. And you ask yourself, why are you all together? Yeah. Why? Right. And I found or I've learned in my long years that <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes it's almost like people take it. Because I've seen people, you know, I've I've known people that they say, look, I've been married for 10 years and I've been miserable for nine, right? And you ask them, so why you didn't just, you know, I know divorce isn't easy, but, or even not being married, just in a relationship for 10, 15, you say, why? You know, if you weren't happy that long or if there's a lot more bad than good, then, or if you guys wow. just weren't on the same page, like, why? And sometimes I feel that people just, it's a situation where they take it on like, I don't want to lose. Right? And I'm like, but it's not a game. It's a relationship. Like, there's no winning. There's no losing. Lose. It's about okay. just being, it's okay to like, be like, this is not working. I got to move on. And then, right. the more eyes are on the relationship, sometimes, depending on the person's personality, I find that people will be even more stubborn Right, because they don't want to appear to people as if they failed, as if not getting along with someone or someone doing something that just doesn't jive with who you are as a person, as if that's somehow a stain on them. Well, I mean, that's when you're living your life for other people and not for right. You. And and that's with them having have... their careers and right being these successful people that were college professors. And... We're gonna thug it out and make it work. And and she part of her was so weird. She was so complex because in one aspect she was strong minded, independent, doing what she wanted to do. But on the flip side of that, she's also like a supreme people pleaser. Because yeah. she got into things that she really wasn't into. Yeah. And then it became tip for tat. Well, 
Well, I mean, I can get, I get the whole aspect of doing something for your husband that you wanted to, right. that he wanted to do that. Right. Fairly didn't want to do vice versa because you're married and you, you know, you take those compromises right. and you got to do what you got to do. Right. But I felt like the reason she did it mm-hmm. was not, wasn't the right thing to do. Right. Like, I'm not that she, that she did it. Right. It's her reason. It's the reason I'm behind. Right, because she did. She took the L. She was like, okay, I'm going to compromise. I'm going to do, you know, we're going to try and make something work. We're going to see if it's shape. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all for. I'm all for the married people, you know, doing whatever they have to do. Right. Before they get a divorce instead of, like, divorce is the first thing on the table and we're not going to try and fix it. Like, I'm here for the struggle of for 2.5 seconds to see if we can pull it out. Right. And but mm-hmm. go ahead. She cause because even her character, I pulled from somebody that I know in real life that she walked down the road, right? And you know, into things that her husband was into. Right. And in talking to her and getting to know her, I'm saying, but it's like total opposite of what your personality is, right? But she had convinced herself that this is what I want to do. Like, I made the decision. And at the more I listened to her story and, you know, the way, you know, she had a disdain for certain things, I started saying to myself, it sounded to me more like she was manipulating into it. Definitely. And what happens is that's hard for somebody to admit, especially somebody that considers themselves intelligent, smart, strong-willed, to find that, yes, there are narcissists that will take... Listen, I'm, I consider myself smart, intelligent. I write books. And I still get caught up in relationship foolishness. And I say, how? Like, I know all these things. Well, I mean, because we're human. Right. And that's so, like- it's the, 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 the most important thing to me is when you, you have to admit that, yo, people don't want to admit that I made a mistake. Right, like yo, I shouldn't. I messed up, or or somebody got over on you for whatever reason. Because just as we we have triggers that will upset us, we also have triggers that will give us bring us great joy. Right, right. So if you come across a manipulative person or a person that's, you know, they they're intuitive intuitive enough to pick up on those things, that's how people charm us. That's how you end up in a relationship with somebody and you, you know, you get out of it and you look back years later and you say, how could I be caught up in that? It's because the same way a person could accidentally trigger you to be upset and to make you not want to be around them. There are people that know what buttons to push to keep you in love, to keep you wanting to be with them. And it's not genuine. So the relationships in that book, I wanted them to be, to mirror, like, real life, the craziness. Because it's just chaos. It's chaos. And somehow all the chaos comes together and forms these wild stories and these experiences. 
Yeah, and it did because their relationship was just, it was just so much. Because I felt like they just couldn't, well, I mean, the whole book, I just felt like communication just didn't, it didn't exist on any level. Even, you know, and I like that it was the contrast of a new couple and a, and a seasoned couple. Like, there still wasn't any communication. Right. Like, something just that simple, simple can lead to going from new to a seasoned couple and the shit still doesn't work. It's still not making sense. Because nobody, nobody is talking to the other person. Yep. Because I feel like if we would just communicate all of this could have been avoided. Everything could have been avoided. All we had to do was Every, talk like, about the whole, the whole, I mean, we wouldn't have a book. Right, but, right, right, right. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, right. it's mirroring real life, especially like in the dating game now, like people don't want to communicate or people don't want to be consistent. And it's like, well, if somebody's showing you who they are, you got to believe them. I believe them. But at the same time, it only takes a conversation. If people would just communicate with each other, however that communication is, because we all have our different styles, mm-hmm. but learning the different communication styles and learning, like you said, getting to know somebody and learning their style and trying to communicate with them on their level is different than just, I don't care. Like Our first instance of them of seeing Priscilla be Priscilla and not Professor was sitting out outside smoking a cigarette Mm -hmm. and she's contemplating life and we're like well what what happened right and her husband comes out and it's like okay we just had this great sex and then you're depressed about life right how well, then the background comes in and it's like, oh, well, he's a cheating right. piece of shit. Okay, so if he's that and continue to do it multiple times, why are you still why here? Still- and if you want to get it right, why are we not in counseling so we can discuss this shit? Right. Because now it turns into hot shit mess that it is almost getting somebody killed. Yeah, and that's and that's life. Because you look at situ look, when I was younger, I a relationship that should have been good, it was as simple as me not saying how I feel. Right? Right. Me not saying it. She was the type of woman that needed to hear me say it. I'm right. in the relationship and I'm doing, you know, what I do and I know that I would never do this for anybody else. I would never be invested in anybody else like this but you. I know that. She doesn't know that because she was right. the type of woman that needed to needed me to express that verbally, to say it. I'm there saying, yo, look how I hold things down. You know, I know how I feel in my heart, but I'm not expressing it. That caused right. conflict. That caused us to break up, right? So, right, because you're a Marlon-ass dude. Right, so... Later on now, I was in another relationship and, well, not even in a relationship yet. I was in the courtship stages, right? So the woman said to me, you know, like, you're mushy. And I was like, no, it's not really that. It's that I've learned to just make sure that I express 
how I feel in the moment, how right. I'm feeling about you, how I see you, how I view you, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, from A to Z. And I said, I do that because I feel like I didn't do that when I was younger because, you know, it's just, it's just not how I was. It's not how I was raised. I didn't see anybody doing it. I just wasn't that. And I said, I remember what it cost me, right? So I said to her, the reason why I'm so expressive with you is because at the end of the day, I want to be clear. Communication. If you know how I view you, how I see you, how I feel about things, then let's say you take all of that and you have all of that knowledge and you're armed with all that knowledge and it's not enough and we still slip away, fall apart. I said, I'll go home and sleep like a baby because I put all my cards on the table, right? Right. The worst feeling in the world is when you didn't do that, when you didn't express to that person and that person assumes because you didn't give them the information, you didn't let them know how you were feeling, and they assume that you don't care as much as you do. And you lose that person because of it. Because once somebody makes up their mind that they don't believe that you love them, you know, the way they want to be loved, it's that it's too late. Because if you try right. to fix it now, they'll always feel like, eh, you only did that because you thought I was going to leave. I told you I was leaving. Right? So, it's you see communication? That's a, it's, it sounds cliche, but that's the reason why people aren't getting along. Even when it comes to entanglements and situationships, I had to tell one of my friends once, I said, he was complaining about how this you know, woman was upset because he wasn't getting serious. Or, and I said to him, well, bro, look at, the, look at how you pursued her, right? You didn't keep it a honey with her, right? You didn't let her know, look, I'm not really looking for a relationship. No, you were there being sweet and trying to sweep up off her feet. What you thought was going to happen, you can't get upset. Because I said, you, you, that's a misrepresentation of what was going on, right? But you yeah. did what it took to get to her, right? And now you got to her, now you're upset. Or you feel like she's being unreasonable. I said, yo, all you had to do was tell her what it was from the beginning. I said, listen, we are all at our age. And I think he's like in his 30s, right? We grown ass people, right? Tell her the truth. There's women out here that guess what? They not in the mood for no relationship with you either, right? But they'll go out, they'll have fun, and y'all go y'all separate ways. Every woman is not. So stop, stop, stop doing this thing where y'all go and y'all act like husbands and you don't want to be that. Just tell her what it is and let her make the decision. She might still want to see you. She might still want to hang out with you. She might still want to kick it with you. But tell the truth. And that, you know, that goes for both men and women. You know what I mean? If you know that this guy is not it, right? Stop. Stop entertaining him. Agree. You know what I mean? I remember once upon a time <laughs> when if you if you hit up a woman and you said, hey, listen, um, can I take you out to dinner? If she wasn't interested in you, she no thanks. I'm good. No thanks. No thanks. No thanks. Right? No matter you couldn't get her to go to a movie with you if she wasn't interested in you. But you know, I see it now where sometimes you know a dude will hit up. She don't really like him. 
she don't really like you, dude. She's going to go out. She's going to eat with you. She's going to take pictures of the food, <laughs> post on social media. And that's that. So for both parties, communication and honesty, yo, that that's the thing where you keep people from being... A, look, if most of the time if people know the truth and they know what's going on, they know how to move. And that goes back to Marlon and Vicky. That's why I was like yeah. you said. I was I'm, I purposely made her make that flex. Like, okay, this is what it is. No problem. That's all I need to know. I'm gonna move the way I need to move. Right? Give people the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. And the, yeah, <laughs> it was just it was just so much. It's, it's frustrating you know, and maddening, like, just like real life. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I remember there were a couple times where I just had to pause and yeah. put it down because I was like, yeah. "What?" And then you know she would randomly have these conversations with both of them separately, yeah. or even like the one on the couch. And I was like, "Well, what is her right. mo? Like, is she really looking out, or is she just being grimy yeah. as hell?" Because yeah, I let I let the reader decide that one, but yeah. That was given balance because that's how that's how people are. It's 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 almost like, and I recently started learning about like narcissism and how people gaslight other people and all that. And it's a real thing, like you know, <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh, definitely. But she was giving like legit sound yeah, advice. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, but <laughs> you want right. fuck. Like, so instead of just saying that right. shit and being honest with everybody in the situation, because I kept thinking mm-hmm. as I kept mm-hmm. reading, I was like, snap. Now Charles is interested in Vicky, so now they're going to plot yeah. a plan. We gonna have this whole couple I of almost couple did that and, I was like, and, and like <laughs> that was legit where my yeah me too was going. <laughs> this is about to be crazy right crazy shit yeah. like because I almost mm-hmm. thought that it was gonna be the other way right. around but then like when Charles kept getting in the mm-hmm. mix because his root act doesn't know how to right 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 i took it in a whole completely different Mm -hmm. direct direction in my head especially when bicky saw them kiss and then she was in here acting up and then she kissed her i was like wait a minute (laughs) right and then i pissed off that she didn't get to explore that type that right so it was just i i was over here just (laughs) by the time time i messaged you i was just i there were right 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 all i was it was a mess i and because it was i was literally over here i was like i'm gonna write down these notes i'm gonna get this together and i had Oh damn no! <laughs> and I and I love I, I love what you're telling me because as I write, because I'm I'm a reader too. Like I love to read, right? 
that's my first love is read. I can sit down and just read all day, right? Um, and I've read too many books where I kind of just go through it. And I don't like when I could see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be just, you know, because you have authors that are just random stuff for no reason. I don't like that either because I know that you just threw a curveball just for the sake of the curveball, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I've read books, I'm like, ah, you just did that yeah. for shock value. You know what I mean? There's no real value in it. But I want a lot of my books, I get feedback from readers and they'll love the book. And they'll also tell me that you made me throw this book at this point and and that and that's what I, I want to take you on that roller coaster. I want to, because that's life. I want to put life into books. I want you to be frustrated. I want you to be happy. I want you to, because all these things are also things that we take back that when you finish a book, hopefully one of mine, you look back and you take back and you um look at even things that happen in your life and it's relatable. It may not have happened to right. you, but you go through these same emotions on a daily basis, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. And even in, um, even though it's an erotic book, the scene with the police stop, right? Right? Yeah. I, I always put things like that in there because I'm like, you're still in the real world. This is what happens. And this was way before, yeah. I wrote I that way that before even everything that's going on right now. Because everything that's going on right now has been going on. Oh, definitely. So, but that's I'm glad I'm glad yeah. that I took you on that ride. That's what I want. I want I want when you know you finish one of my books, the storyline stands out where you, you almost look at these characters as people that you know. Like it's almost like watching friends and like, man, my friends are a mess. Like, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want it to get lost in the sea of other stories of the same genre. For sure. No, I'm with you on that. Um, now, getting to their worlds colliding, we just touched on right. it a little bit. We do want to know why Vicky didn't get to explore all facets right. like everybody else did. What happened was originally when I sat down to write the book I um I was it was gonna be Vicky and Priscilla right and there's a reader in a book club that she changed my mind and I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't even think about that like wow yeah she is the one that didn't get to experience everything right and she was the one that was on the sexual exploration right the and most. I'm like yeah that's now that you mention it you're right don't worry that shit don't worry, don't bit. worry. Um, the higher learning <laughs> tool graduation. I've been working on it for a little while, so that's coming. But um, and I'm taking even like some of the things you're talking to me about now, and I'm I'm gonna address it in the next book because I you know I'm I take a long time to write my books. A lot of times, even though people will see me putting out books back to back to back to back, what a lot of readers don't know is that. If I put out a book this week, even though I might mention that I'm working on it, I usually don't mention that I'm even working on a book until 
I'm really close to the finish line with it. Then I'll say I'm working on it, but I've been working on it for years. So the higher learning curve to graduation, I started working on that probably a few months after I finished the higher learning curve. After I got feedback and I saw that readers would want to read more. But um, back to why Vicky um, didn't get to experience everything. I didn't mean to. I don't, I don't. I think maybe with subconscious, I didn't do it on purpose because the way it shook out, I guess I got overwhelmed with trying to to make that happen. Because what happened was mm-hmm. I was in a you know book club book book chat with a book club, and one of the members we were discussing erotica and romance and love scenes, and she was like, "It's always this way. How come it's never this way?" We think mm-hmm. about that. And I was like, hmm, all right. And so that's why I put that in the book. And it was interesting, like, seeing how it would play out. Because it wasn't anything smooth either, right? It was awkward. It was weird. It was uncomfortable for, for, for Marlon. You know what I mean? But that's why I wrote that scene that way. Because I was like, yeah, that is true. Because if you look at... um. Um, most books that entertain like group situations or whatever what have you, they don't usually go that direction. It's usually right. two women and a man. So right. when that reader, when she said oh, that, like, yeah. I get that. I upset that Vicky yeah. didn't get hurt. <laughs> I mean, everybody. I mean, we. The book right. could have been longer. Right, right, got- right, right, right. You was there like, that's not fair. Like, I, right, I, right. Extent, but the one person in the book that was supposed to be on her sexual right. journey was the one that got left out of all right. the fun stuff. That's interesting. And she, and she was the one that was encouraged, you know, by right. Priscilla to... To own her shit and as she was owning it and trying to come into mm-hmm. her own nothing happened she still had you know, you know trying to you, figure him out you know what I love oh, you know crazy. I love, well, I love crazy. talking about like books you know books that I've written is because it always fascinates me like when you speak to different people because I don't think I'm, a lot of times I won't write. I try to give the characters almost like if it was a movie, equal airtime, right? Right. And so what I love right. about that is what always happens is everybody will have a different character that they kind of like. That's my person, right? And then right. when I when I have the discussions. And you like you giving me feedback on Vicky. I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't think about that. Right, okay. So I love that. You never know who. It's not like I have a dominant character, so you know. All right, this is their book. Anybody, right. you could you could you could take Priscilla, and you, I have readers who just focus on Priscilla or Marlon. Or I had a guy tell me, "Yo, but fam, I wanted to know what's up with Charles." Though I'm saying, though, I'm like. He was like a side character. He was like, no, he wasn't. He's the husband. I'm like, mm, that's true. You know what I mean? So, nah, Charles can run around. <laughs> he didn't need 
like he got because he was already on fuckboy status and married. Yeah. So we, he he got a dose of his own man. Right. That's one like, thing. Thank you. I, yes. I do get where he's coming from and he kind of wanted to know a little bit more, but that's why I think there should have been like a prequel right. because would have gotten everything we needed to know about him. But Charles got what he yeah, did therefore he didn't need any more attention right. to in the story right because he was just like, a catalyst for I, he was part of the explanation like this is why this is right this, right right he was literally just there we just he was there so that we could see the relationship that they right. had and that was it right. um I do feel like if he would have, you know, spoken to Vicky aside mm-hmm. from or even like they devised the plan mm-hmm. and, you know, he pursued Vicky, like then we would have gotten a little bit more of his creep show. Right, ass. Right, right, right. But I, I do feel that Charles, he was there just for a dose of his own medicine. And he got, he got it. it. Because he got a little taste when he walked into the house. And it's almost like Priscilla was like, mm, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> well, and Priscilla's ass is just crazy in itself, in herself, because she doesn't know how to open yeah. her mouth. Um, to be so, so independent and so mm-hmm. super wonderful. Right that she persuade people that she is. And I thought it was so funny that she was having this conversation in the car Mm -hmm. with him after the whole thing. And, you know, he wasn't really talking Mm -hmm. and didn't want to talk. And she was like, well, you know, these other women who, you know, I would be ostracized and I wouldn't be invited to Mm -hmm. this and that. And she's like judging them not giving in to their desires but you didn't get into this thing that like your whole thing was because your husband was cheating on you and you wanted to save face for these same Mm -hmm. people therefore you're judging yourself and you decided that you wanted to be a part of this shit because you didn't want to quote unquote lose your right. husband or you quote unquote save face. So instead, he you let him manipulate you because that's exactly Absolutely. what happened. You let him manipulate you into doing things that is not you, right? Doing that you didn't necessarily want to do or that you didn't think right. were right or that you didn't agree with. Right. Like that whole conversation just opened up a whole another thing because I was like, no, you're a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, friend. Right. Like she's low key a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now, if Charles, you know, played into that, then, you know, that's a whole nother thing and kind of drove her to that. I could see that happening as well. But Oh, girl is crazy a little bit. Like you sitting here judging these people mm-hmm. that you trying to impress 
and you keep telling Vicky to own her shit, but you're not over here owning it. Right, right, exactly. So she, like, Priscilla pissed me off on multiple right. levels. And it's, it's the classic thing where it's who we are for real versus who we present to the world. Right? And sometimes people get so used to playing a role and you know, the, the, the mask that they put on and everything that they present that they lose themselves, right? Because you could catch yourself being what you think the world thinks you are for so long that you don't even know who you are. And right. And age, age is not even a. Um, you would think that you know, as people got older, that they would learn these things. You would think that that's like a young person's mistake. No, it's not. You have people that right. are sixty-five that still don't know who they are. Right, still afraid right. to speak up for themselves, or they try to be what they think people think they should be. And listen, right. to be happy, you, know, you just gotta unapologetically be you. I'm not saying to be toxic. I'm not saying to be inconsiderate. But if you know who you are at your core, in terms of your likes and your interests and what makes you happy and what you in- listen, you have to be that. Right? Otherwise you're gonna be miserable. That's yeah. why you got so many miserable people. Because like you said, they live for oh. other people. Right. So you have to love who you love, do what you want to do. And you know, it is what it is. But you know, you'll you'll have things that you like that you've been in a relationship and it's almost like people will apologize. Like, you know, look, if you for your hobbies, yeah. for things that you like to do, and then now you just start to shape your whole being around being something for someone else. And that's risky. That's dangerous. You know what I mean? That's a danger. Yeah. That's, a, that's a risky thing because when you fashion your life and shape your life to please to soul, your sole purpose is to fit in with this other person, what happens when one day that person gets up and that's possible and it doesn't make them a bad person and just say, man, this is not for me. I want to move on from this. And then somebody's devastated. Why? Because you stop being yourself. You stop paying attention. Well, and you stop communicating too. Like we evolve as people in different parts of our life are different people. So if you can't communicate that you changed in this way or you know like that's now that's why marriage is a shit show people aren't people don't want right. to work exactly like they that person that they're gonna marry that day is gonna be the same person in two years not, five years not, 10 years right. 15 20 years because we evolve as people mm-hmm. we change and you have to change with us you don't necessarily have to change yourself but you have to accept the changes that that person is making whether it be for the better or the worse because sometimes we're not at our greatest Mm -hmm. for whatever reason but you know when you're with somebody that long you're gonna go through shit and there are there might be a year or two where the shit is straight Mm -hmm. up shit and you gotta come like that i mean 
I just feel that you can still be yourself mm-hmm. in in public and in different um, environments, but you know your personal life is always gonna be your personal life. So keep that shit yeah. personal. Like, don't nobody gotta know that you out here doing what you and your right. husband are doing. Like that don't like they knew because he was out here. Yeah, yeah he was. He was a wild boy. Like, yeah, he was a wild boy. Yeah, you wild one, right? So, why they knew your business? Other than that, y'all could have done whatever you wanted to do. And so, my whole thing is just, you know, if people would just communicate Mm -hmm. a little bit more and not be so scared, because, like you said, it's fear. People want to voice what they have to voice, but then they're scared of how somebody's going to react. Well. If we're married, like right. we married, nigga, like balls to the yeah, ball, it is what it is, go. right? If we really decided it might to be partners and and we right and we rocking out, then that's whatever, right? And it might take time for them to process what you said, or it might initially not necessarily be how they felt but you caught them off guard so you know you get one thing and give them a day or two then something else like but it's just if we can't communicate with people then why are we here I had a situation where I got back into a relationship with somebody that I had been in a relationship with years before right and the issue that I kept having was I'm not the same person, right? Certain things that maybe back in my 20s I wouldn't want to hear. I listen. I've learned to listen. I've learned a lot. I'm 43 now, right? I learned a lot. So my thing is, you know, you can't, she would say, well, I know how you are. No, you don't. (laughs) right you really don't I'm not the same person so I have put on I put up a quote one time on Instagram where I said the person that I was is not fucking with who I am now because it's not just evolution the goal should be to evolve and become better right right to learn mistakes and learn from from the the good things. things I mean, learn from learn from the good, learn from the bad, right? Try to purge yourself right. of the things the that you know aren't so good, and the good things you 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 develop them and you become better. It's like I have a friend, and is one of my homeboys I grew up with. And he you know he wants to write. He always wanted to write a book on philosophy, right? And his argument is, oh man, but I'm not ready yet, right? And I said to him, listen. You're never going to get to a place where you're going to write philosophy and what you, you know, your viewpoints on life. And it's going to be perfect, right? Because you're not immortal. You haven't lived 500 years. So I said, just write what you feel today. I said, because if I was to write a book to give people advice when I was 20, it would sound different than the book I would write when I was 30 it would sound different from the book I would write when I'm 60. Even when it comes to my opinions on things, right? 
my kids, even my kids know this, and I tell my kids all this. I'm like, ah, ask me tomorrow because I might feel differently tomorrow, right? It's a thing where once you right. educate yourself and you become more educated about things, you get more information, and you have a little bit more experience, your opinions and your views should change. Something that you agreed yeah. with before when you were younger and you saw it one way, as you get older and you see, wait a minute, yeah, nah, I, I don't agree with that now because I see why I shouldn't agree with that. And vice versa, there's things right. that you might have been against that you get older and you say, nah, no, nah, I, I, I see where, where that serves purpose. Or, like you said, you made yeah. a mistake and so you say, you know what, all right, I made that mistake. I kind of don't want to make that mistake again. So, let me move different. That's life. That's how you should be. Right. And in a relationship, you're going to change. You're in a marriage. You're going to change. Right? Neither one of y'all are going to look 25 when you're 55. That's life. Right? right? So you accept those changes. And people, their opinions change. They're, because it's not just, it's not just, say, your book smarts. Like your intelligence, intelligence, your emotional intelligence is supposed to evolve and grow. All of these things, your right. spiritual intelligence, everything is supposed to grow. So you have to be willing to change and grow with the person. People think that when they get together, whoever they were today that you plugged into, this is who you have to be. And the minute you change, I'm out because right. this is not what I signed up for. And I, I get it if somebody right. becomes something toxic, right? But if that person is on a right. journey and they, you, it's, it, it boils down to getting to know a person. Because me raising my kids, one thing I know, we are who we are when we got here, right? There's certain things, yeah. my son's personality, he been like that, right? He, same thing with my daughter. From the time she was a baby, she been that, right? But what happens is as you get older, you should be learning how to coexist with other people harmoniously, right? But the core of who you are kind of doesn't change. Your soul doesn't change. Right. So instead of falling in love with the other person's looks, the assets where they could provide for you, all these things. You have to look at the core of who a person is and ask yourself, do I just love this person? Just them, who they are. Right. With that, y'all got bad. You gotta, you gotta, if you can love somebody for their flaws, right. that means you love them. Shit. You can see that they are a good person. Despite the despite... flaws. It's like you said, we're not all yeah. at our best. Yeah. We go through ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? So, and and when you know it was real, though, what I always say, how I always kind of gauge it, is when, let's say it gets to a point where you guys really do drift apart, right? I find that when it was real is when you could be apart, but you still can't bring yourself to wish bad on the other person. You actually still want to see them happy. Right. You just know that it's not going to be with you. Yeah. But it doesn't upset right. you. Like, if they were in a new relationship and they were good, right. you like, oh, 
good for them, right? You know what I mean? And you could still be cool. There's not this venomous hatred, right? Because sometimes people will be mad at you because the 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 image of you that they created it came from them. It didn't come from you. Like I was never that, right? You yeah created that in your head. Yeah. And then when the other person is not that, yep. people get mad. And it, right. it goes back to what you said. I love what you said before. Yo, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. That's what they are. Right? You didn't miss see it. You didn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't a magic trick. That's what they are. And if you pay attention, you'll know who they are. You'll know what their core values are. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I do commend the fact that Charles and right. Priscilla stayed together because you can tell that they did love yeah, each other the despite the bullshit. And the fact that you know, once she mm-hmm. explained what it was, and you know, like, look, fam. I don't care if you agree with it. I don't care if you want to do it, right. but this is what it is. And this is it for you. This is what I compromised for you. Right. Like, the least you could do is one good thing. So the fact that he even recognized yeah. that right, and did it was, you know, that shows in itself that he right. did love her and they love each other enough to make those concessions and you know she did love him and want to stay with him so you know she compromised what she felt was right to do different Mm -hmm. things but in the end you Mm -hmm. know that was her leverage I'm glad you saw that I'm I'm glad you recognized that I love that we're having this discussion because I wanted that to come across because the thing is sometimes I don't think you know, people say, oh, you wouldn't have done this if, if you loved me. They do love you. They did it because it's what you allowed. And a lot of times, people are like children. They're like big kids. I don't care how old they are, right? If you let a kid do something without there being any consequences, they're going to do whatever they want right. to do. If you give a person the opportunity right. to have their cake and eat it too, that's what they're gonna do. That's that's right. And she, well, just ended the relationship and would have right. had every right to, if that's what she felt. Especially when it was done multiple times right. and not just that one time. But she took it to another level and was like, "Nah, I I prefer mm-hmm. to have my husband." So. I'm going to do what I need right. to do to stay married. So, turn, mm-hmm. he did what he had to do to stay married because right. he didn't want to lose his wife. Um, I, I appreciated it. I don't know. I mean, you know, you don't know if you would do the same thing unless you were in the situation. But I do commend them for both taking the compromises and, you know, both understanding that they loved each other and wanted to stay together. So we got to figure out a way. It'd be so weird. Relationships Um, weird like that. 
Like, because I've literally seen it. Like, you know, I know a dude with his wife. She kept cheating. She wouldn't stop. And I was like, dude, why don't you leave? He's like, oh, I love her. I love her. I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? Who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah, but again, we don't know what goes on That's in their exactly. relationship. And especially when, especially when we're friends with somebody prior right. to them being married, and then you know we get cool with their spouse right. because we're cool with them. Like we always know the full story, which we shouldn't. I do feel like in relationships, they there is there is a cap on I what agree. people need to know, because just like that saying, you know. You don't tell your friends and family all the bad because sometimes they can't exactly. get over what you can. So I do feel that, you know, we don't always get full yep. stories or we don't always get our, you know, our friends part in it or our full, their spouse, yes. spouse part. In I learned my lesson so, on that. I learned in my which lesson. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't should. Um, but I just feel like with the two of them and with relationships like them, they were married for what, like 15 years or something. I think it said, so their relationship changes and their needs and their wants change. So I don't, I, do I think he was a full on fuck boy? Yes. But right. she chose to stay with him for whatever the hell reason it was and they seem to be right. trying to work through some shit I don't mm -hmm. she never got over it and I think that's half of the reason why all you know right. all of this came about instead of her just using her mouth and maybe they just go right. to swingers and be just happy with that I, I think that she was just too afraid to let that out and it just happened to be yeah, her manipulating him, which he needed. He needed. Yeah. He needed to humble himself. Um, but I think in the crossfires of that, yeah, he got shot. He caught the bullet. Absolutely. That, that they were kind of fucked up in what you know she was hella selfish and fucked up trying to get her husband back. That she manipulated Marlon to maybe do something he and didn't necessarily want to do. That's That happens because you'll have a married person and a woman, right? And their spouse did something. And they don't want to leave their spouse, but they want some measure of yeah. And the revenge. if you're not yeah. careful, they'll come to you They'll say they're upset and this happened and I should leave this person. And meanwhile, they'll manipulate another person to kind of fall in love with them. And then when that person is like, all right, so when you leaving your wife, or when you leaving your husband and they'll hit them with a, oh, no, nah, I wasn't doing that. You know what I mean? So this, this, yeah, this happens. I don't. <laughs> It does happen. No, but I don't I was, think this is a little different. This. He just kind of get caught up. He he just was, got swept up in their hurricane, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And they're bullshit, right? And I I I honestly feel like 
he was already dead in the situation and he didn't fully grasp what was happening because he was clouded by him and Vicky's argument and them being upset with each other that he was just like, fuck it. Um, broke college student, I'm about to eat. But at the same time, he knew walking into it, it wasn't the best situation. And he allowed himself to drink himself into a stupor and get all the way fucked, literally and figuratively. So, and then my other issue was that after... Vicky found out and you know she was at the house when he got home this and that all he had to do was be her hero and then everything was fine like we not gonna address every fucking thing else like you're a liar because yes I appreciate what you did for me but we got shit to deal with and and a way I was (laughs) like no that's problematic as fuck because we didn't learn nothing we learned nothing Ain't that toxic, right? (laughs) So, I mean, because I get it. Like, he was there. He felt like, you Mm -hmm. know, Rick deserved every little bit of that shit. But, and, you know, he did deserve his praise for doing some crazy, because he was on some stalker shit. I don't care what nobody says. He was stalker ass shit. But it turned (laughs) out to work in both of their favors. But we just ended the book with, oh, we're together. We love right, each other. Right, Thank right. you so much. You did this. You cared about me. Blah, 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 blah. But then... We're we not going to address the elephant in the room? Right. How we got here? We're not going to address how we got here? Because right. I only went with Rick because You of did what you did because that's what you was doing. Right. And you only, right. you only did this because of this. But we still not communicating, so we just ended the book on non fucking communication. I was like, no, I just wasted four or five hours of my life where we were. Just get back to where we just were. So the fact that you said, yeah, Yeah, there's another one. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. Yeah, don't worry. You see, I'm getting heated. As you shit, you gonna be like, more <laughs> heated when you see what happened in the next one. No, I. I'm. Sure. But the next I'm one, sure. I, I promise you, I promise you, there'll but be there'll be resolution because I'm I'm not I don't I haven't planned to write another one beyond part two. So, but in the beginning, That's you're fine. probably gonna have similar feelings to what you're feeling now. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it Especially picks up. Yeah, it it's picking up, up right after. Right. Ish where it off. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> I want all the problematic shit. I want them to be able to figure out a way to communicate. And I want to see right, that journey right. because I just wasted all this time for it just the way it fucking started. Right. Not fucking talking. Right. And it's like going in circles. And my girl Vicky better be getting some of her sexual ownership <laughs> back and she better Listen, be it's gonna some. be let me let me put it to you like this that it's gonna be smoked the one in the time next one. <laughs> no I, it better fucking be because the one time she stepped right. out old girl was about to just get gang right. raped and I was right. like this is just not okay 
the one time she wants left, to own right. her shit and it goes badly. Right. Luckily, and you it see, didn't it didn't follow all the way. And you through. see, right, that and that trauma that that woman that right. was trying to explore herself, her quote unquote mm-hmm. going against how she was it raised, went left. and then something traumatizing happened. Then that's her. That's all she knows now. Now right. she wants to and revert back, and that's not okay. And that's what happens. Like, the, I'm glad you saw that. The bad right. things that are going to happen just because you want to explore right. your sexuality as a young woman. Like, no, that does not always happen. Mm-hmm. And does it happen? Yes, it right. does. Especially the way it happened. But she was the one that was supposed to have this open mind mm-hmm. and finally own her shit. Bad and shit happened. Does, and that's what drove her. Happens. Like you see, yeah. that's what drove her back into the situation where she's like, yeah. I get it, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's the not. Fucking story is not over at that Don't point. Don't worry. I didn't appreciate that. Right. But see, we didn't know this. <laughs> we didn't know this, <laughs> right. Keith. Until There's more to the story. And remember, just bear this in mind. Bear so this I in mind. Remember, Charles got his. <laughs> right? He got basically his comeuppance. So I'm no, I'm but... I'm all about fair play. So Marlon ain't get off scot-free. Put it like that. Right? So Vicky is a different person in the next book. All of this is fine and yeah, she definitely is. She, she definitely be. is. And I'm glad you picked up on that. Cause it it but... what it did now is sometimes I'm writing and like I like I said, I've been working on that story for a little while. I'm a good I'm I'm a good way into it. But you know, I, I kinda like I'll write some and then leave it alone for a little while and get back to it. But I'm glad that you said these things because now I'm actually more comfortable with what I wrote. Because, you know, you, you mm-hmm. in the direction that I'm going, yeah, I'm glad. And the direction. Now you confirm, like, I was right. You know what I mean? Because you're not always sure. You you, you know, um, you write something and you're not sure, you know, wow, am I going am I going too far? Is this really what people want out of this? Or, you know what I mean? So in this conversation, I know that I'm going in the right direction. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm waiting. Okay. We gonna see. <laughs> I, look, look, yeah. cause yeah. my girl Vicky needs to get her life. Do you hear me? And it, I mean, at that point, it's not even about just her, her and Marlon's relationship. It's about her trying to f- her because you know she was raised one way. Mm-hmm. Then she had this professor telling her this, and then. While she mm-hmm. does know that it was manipulated, it was still something that she was willing to do. Right. And then it blows up in her face. And right. now she's right. And what? I'll... Nobody knows. But I do want the whole Charles and Priscilla thing mm-hmm. back. No, nah, they, if they you can't take go them away. out. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> they still, they still teachers on the campus. They can't, they, they won't you go. You can't away. be at. 
add right. too many nah, people to we the focus on the same pretty much the same characters pretty much but uh, there's one there's, uh, there's one person that gets thrown into the mix but that's necessary that's that's for Vicky that's for Vicky yeah is it <laughs> but is it you'll though? see you'll see you'll see but you'll it see. Uh, I just don't I just don't know about these new friends. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you do you because I right. for I'm good reason. For good reason. Riled up for good reason. And the so, thing about it is is these experiences, like things like I'm that, gonna let you continue. It's almost like okay, your parents tell you something, right? And it was kind of it's it's what they knew, but it wasn't great advice, right? They basically advise you and counsel you raised on their experience, how they were raised, right. what they've seen, what they've seen, and also based on their fears, right? right? Because a lot of times with everything in life, whether it be you right. starting a business, you doing anything, even people that love you will project their fears onto you. And if you're not, not meaning to, it's just their yeah. fears and not they're projecting means. it. And if you're not careful you take on their fears and their fears become your fears, right? So a lot of times your parents will give you the best advice that they could. With they, they were well-intentioned, even though they were wrong, right? And what happens is you go against the grain of what they said or how they tried, what they tried to teach you, and it goes left <laughs> the first time, right? And then what happens is that trauma yeah. of how badly it went left that first time, it it now you you start to repeat the process. Like you you just jump back in the cycle. Not knowing that no, you were doing the right thing. It just didn't work right. out this time. Right? And so this is how these right. generational curses continue. You know, your parents will tell you, no, don't go and try to do that. It's not gonna work yeah, out. Yeah. Just do this, right? So you go. You venture out. You try to take a different path, whether it be career-wise, education-wise, whatever. You try something. It doesn't work. And it's almost like you have that voice in your head, like, see, they told you this wouldn't work. But it's not that it wouldn't work. You just have to fight through it and keep going in that direction. So you have a choice. You got a crossroads now. So right. it's about breaking these generational curses and shaking off what your parents were afraid of. And realizing that there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. And maybe different person. That's it. And living in a different time. Completely different person. Under different circumstances. And sometimes look, you grow up when you really look back and you analyze your parents' life. And two things. One, you don't hold grudges against them. You kind of forgive them for the things that they did wrong in raising you because you understand like they're human. Right, you have to let that go. They're human, man. Right, so they did the best they could. Now, some parents, I understand, certain things are unforgivable, but but that's a different thing. That's abuse. That's being toxic. But I mean, let's say you had good parents and they yeah. gave you bad advice. Look, l- let it go. Well, yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't help it. They they did the best they could to... based on their experience, their fears, their worries. They're concerned for you, so they tried, but they were wrong. It's all right, they're human, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's a lot of communication yeah. between yeah. a parent and a child, too. 
Like you're giving them orders and you're the telling reasons them what why, not to do, but you're not giving exactly. them the reasons why, or you're not your experience is mm-hmm. because you know back in the day mm-hmm. kids were to be heard not seen or heard and you know right. we didn't have to tell them the why and it's like nah fam you need to tell them the why because that's how you know they try it their way it doesn't right. work so let me try it you have to give them context not to do it and then you know, it gets like yeah, so there has to be some sort sure. of explanation on why they are the way they are because they're gonna that's have, it they're gonna be kids are gonna be Love. fucked up anyway it doesn't matter what you do it right if you do it wrong you had a good mm-hmm. parents you had a okay mm-hmm. relationship a not good one a that's it we are all fucked that's up it. in some way shape form so mm-hmm. there has to be some type of conversation at, at different points of that Absolutely. child's life on why things are the way they are it's get older because especially in the black community on purpose there are things that aren't and we try to shelter them and protect them from everything but, and there's no there's no sheltering them from it right life is what it is life is gonna punch you in the face life is gonna stomp you out life is gonna drag you that's just how it works and if you're if you're you gotta be able to take the L's. To I tell my kids all the time, the I said, or you have to be notice mm-hmm. when you're taking the L and own that shit. Taking and the L's. Say, I learned XYZ from taking this L and mm-hmm. And if you cause that L, mm-hmm. you need to be able to own that shit too. But you can't do that mm-hmm. if they're if they don't learn that when they're young, and they don't know how to take ownership of the responsibility right. and their part in taking the loss, then right. they'll never be able to own their fuck up. Exactly. And that's how the cycle continues to go. Like this, body wins because they participate. Bullshit. bullshit is just there's a winner. There's a loser. Fucking bullshit. There's a winner. <laughs> there's a loser. Somebody needs to learn how to lose. You got to learn how to lose. You have to. And if you don't learn how to lose at five and six years old, you become six. Yeah, you're not ready for life. And you're just spoiled fucking right. Not ready for life. There's a difference between spoiled, but Mm -hmm. still know when you fucked up and know that you took it, you took. Mm -hmm advantage of the situation yep. versus being a spoiled brat there is a, a we can get it we can get write a book that on that yeah because they they long. coddle kids and you know even 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 when I, black parents tell you you know they they so, used to bring you up in a way where they tell you look you know kids must be seen and not heard and they and they kind of subdue children and shrink them right Meanwhile, other people in the world are telling their kids, hey, come here, look at this. You see everything that you see? That's yours. Whatever you want, go take it. Right? So you're putting your kids at a disadvantage because life, life, nature is competitive. It's competitive. Ready. Right. Already. Right. Don't Don't stifle their personalities. Don't shrink them. Don't tell them to be quiet. Don't tell them to 
to to to to not be seen, not tell them not to make any waves, because now even in in the corporate world, they're at a disadvantage. They in the world no. with sharks and they they, they food. Yep. Yeah, nah, it's not like this. Yuppies. Yep. Yeah. I'll right. challenge your parents, but there's a respect right. and I mean, doing not to get back And I mean with <laughs> not to with, get with, us down. You have to be able to allow them to, have to, be, to be them. You have to. You have to be. I always tell parents, look, because yeah. I got my son is twenty, my daughter's seventeen. I've been raising them on my own since they were five and three, right? And I, I tell people, look, man, when you raise your kids the right way, right? There's two ways to do it. You could do it with authority, where your kids might be mad with you, but they won't be disrespectful or you can rule them with fear, right? If you rule them with fear, that's going to work for a while, yes. Right. But at a certain point, your kid is the same size as you, right? Your kid, you can't, you can't, you can't rule with fear because after a while, people get over fear. They get tired of being afraid, Right? So now when they just say, yo, you know what? I don't care about yeah. the consequences. I'm not listening to what you have to say because I'm tired of being afraid of you. What are you going to do? Beat me? That doesn't work, right? People always rebel against that. Even in societies, it doesn't matter. You yep. see people rebel against governments because they get tired of being bullied. You could be the type of parent that's a bully or you could be the type of parent that rule with authority. And in order to, 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 or to raise them with authority, let me not say rule, but to raise them with authority. When you raise kids with authority, what that is, is they respect you because you respected them. Not to say you let them run all over you, but you have yeah. to. I, I keep telling people, kids are not pets, right? They don't like your dog. Where you tell your dog, hey, this is where you sit. This is when you go outside. Right. Kids have their own thoughts, their own emotions, their own personalities. You as a parent, yep, yep. your job. Yep is to pay attention, right? And understand how to communicate with your kids. Because even when you have more than one child, right? Yeah. I learned this, the what is, they're different. The yeah. way you communicate with they're one different. does not work with the other one because of their personalities. So you have to be attentive. You have to know, you have to know who your children are. And you have to know how to deal with them. Just like any other relationship. Because they're different. They're different. The rules stay the same. I try yeah. to keep it like that. The rules are the same for everybody. There ain't no advantages or disadvantages. These are the rules, right? Boy, right. girl, curve is the same, buddy. Right. <laughs> right? But in terms of talking with them, I have to do it differently yeah. because they're different. They, they respond differently. To, to, to different you know, how how I talk to them, how I deal with them, whatever. Right. I know how to communicate with them. Communication. You have to know people to know sometimes how to communicate with them. So, yeah. Yeah. Me yeah, too. I, I, well, now I now you got me. I'm glad we had this conversation because I had put it down for a little while. This whole pandemic and everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want nah, to be so waiting 18 I years might to get the okay. 
I'm thinking <laughs> now that we had this conversation and I'm kind of excited to pick it back up again now. Um, I'm thinking probably Valentine's Day. That's too far? Okay. No. All right. I, All right. I mean, I kind of think that's I, I won't soon, rush it. But I don't... Yeah, I won't rush it. Want you, uh, I don't want you... Uh, yeah, yeah don't, rush don't greatness for sure. I All just right. need you to pick up, and if it just so happens yeah. that you yeah finish so. it, then by all means, share it with the world. But <laughs> yeah, I won't have I'm you. Gonna, I won't have you wait in ten years now. for a book. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be high. <laughs> right. Now, Twenty twenty two rolled around, and we ain't got that bitch then. <laughs> right. Roll around, and I'm sir, like, sir, what's up with uh, my book? Right, because right now. <laughs> Do we need another conversation to get right. you back in it? Okay. I need to. Matter of fact, I chapters. got you. Like, when I when I polish look. up some of the stuff I have, I'll send you some chapters. No, I will. I will. I will. I will. Promise. No, I'll pick it up and polish it up no. and send you some chapters, so you could be like, okay, all right. I don't mind. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I hey, have proof. I, I, I have I, evidence. I got that recorded. Yeah, I got you. Right. Yes. You don't have thank no you. choice this at was, this, this point. But I appreciate you. I um, I can and see what else you for the world. How can the um, people find my you, Twitter you, and you? my Instagram is at Reem After Dark R E E M After Dark one word. Um, all my books on Amazon. So just look up Keith Kareem Williams. You'll find me on Amazon. Um, all 20-something books that I wrote, so I'm there too. And Facebook, you know, Keith Kareem Williams. And um, if you want to shoot me an email, it's kkareemwilliams at gmail.com. I answer all my messages. I usually try to get back to everybody within 24 hours. So I don't have you, you know, if, you know, your, your messages sitting around in my inbox for weeks. You no, know, I, I try to answer everybody. I have time in the day where I sit down and I go through each platform and I answer, you know, everybody's questions. So yeah, that's where they could find me. So, and this was fun. I had, I had a really good time. Thank you for having me. This was a dope, 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 so dope, dope, dope discussion. Of course. I'm, I'm yeah. I yes. agree with you. <laughs> I I can't wait to see what the people think. It'll be out in yeah. a couple days, so I can't yes, wait to see yes, yes. the response. Especially, especially from your loyal readers that are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is that, and da, 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 yeah. da. I just I can't wait. Yeah. That's but Thank that's you. that's what I love. I love the conversations. I love the different perspectives because I learn just as much from readers just listening to, you know, as because it's it's the thing where I write for me, right? I tell the stories I want to write. But perspective, different perspectives from people that read the work, it affects me, right? And it affects me in a positive way where I start to look deeper yeah. into things and I start to be more deliberate. And then I, it, it it challenges me as well. Like when somebody says, well, why didn't you do this? I'm like, that's a good question. 
You know what I mean? So I love I love the, the conversation and the discussions. So thank you for that. Yes. You are most welcome. And uh, when yes. our second one comes out and I read it. For sure. For sure. To, for sure. We have to do a live version of this. Okay. Because I want the people in. That's the, the yeah. Time. That's 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 a that's a date. Then we'll do that for sure. So, you too. Have a great day. All okay? right. Wonderful day. Thank you. All thank right. Bye bye. Thanks for joining me on another fun episode of Book Talks and Tequila. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Book Talks and Tequila. Until next time, love and live life.